I hope you don't mind that I took off my coat, but it's a little warm up here, and I'm going to get a little worked up today. So, Today we bring you the third in our series, Try a Little Faith, Try a Lot of Faith, but Try Faith. I'm going to hope and assume that your faith has grown at least to some extent through the first two sermons, one that I gave and one that Carl gave, it is on that basis that we are now going to take the next step of faith. And by the way, there is always a next step to faith. We have many steps we could take, but I do know we have to take one. For some, the next step is to accept Jesus Christ into your life. Some others maybe wish to be baptized. Others seek your own ministry. Come to the classes that are going to be offered here at this church or bring a friend to church. All of those are next steps. I don't know what your next step is, but I do know you have one. God will never be finished with us in taking us deeper into faith. There is always a next step. I'm going to suggest that our next step is to take our faith just from our minds into our hearts and into our souls, to the very center of our being. Also, to know and understand that when faith reaches that level within us, it can truly be transforming. Also, know and understand that it takes work. To do so, from our second scriptural uh, message read today from Susie, James said, faith without works is dead. And one of the works we are called to do is to move from our mind to our heart in our faith. Today, our first scriptural lesson read by Lori, we meet a a man named Bartimaeus. He will help us make that transformation. The pertinent part of the scripture states as follows. They came to Jericho as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Many urged him sternly to be quiet. But he cried out even more boldly. Son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stood still. Said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying, take heart. Get up. He's calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus and then said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. I think the scriptural passage shows us four ways that faith can transform our lives. The first way 
is when faith resides just in our minds, which is important. And the other three are when faith resides in our minds and in our hearts. The first is to truly believe in the concepts of Christianity, that Jesus lived and walked on this earth, that he reflected the divinity of God, and that his teachings were true. That is mainly a mind concept. We can see that belief system at work in the mind of Bartimaeus. Once he understood that Jesus was walking by, and remember, he was blind, he was absolutely convinced that Jesus was the son of David. Now, there are 17 verses in the New Testament that identify Jesus as the son of David. But that begs the question, how could Jesus be the son of David when David lived a thousand years before Jesus? What it means is that Jewish society at the time believed that King David was the Messiah of ancient Israel. They also believed that the new Messiah was going to come any day, and he would be a descendant of King David. Bartimaeus and many others believed that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. Jesus was called the Christ, which is the Greek translation of the word Messiah. So here, Bartimaeus believes that a claim or a statement of Jesus is the son of David is true. That's primarily a mind thing. Bartimaeus believed in his mind that Jesus was the Messiah that the prophets of history would, said would come. And this type of faith, i.e. relying on belief, is not uncommon. Belief, however, is simply not a place to stop if our faith is to really come into our lives and transform them. It gives an incomplete picture of what faith can mean to Christians. If we stop there, it would mean what God really is interested about, interested in and about are the beliefs we have in our heads, as if believing in the right things is what God is looking for in us. I believe that God cares much more about faith as works and much more than just beliefs. Faith is more than believing. Faith is more than thinking, talking, or having convictions about Jesus. Faith is action. Faith is movement. It is activity. It is something you do. It is working to get the transforming power of faith into our hearts. The way Bartimaeus shows us how faith that resides deep within us, in our hearts, in our souls, and not just within our minds, can transform our lives, is to have total trust in God. Now, there are lots of stories about trust in God or lack thereof. I'm going to tell you an old one you've probably heard, but it's pretty appropriate in this sermon. A man named Jack was walking along a cliff. And he got a little too close to the cliff and he fell off. And as he was tumbling down, he grabbed a branch and hung on to it. 
Then he looked down below him, and to his horror, there was nothing but a thousand-foot drop to the bottom. He looked around and hoped that he could find someone, and nobody was there. So he began yelling for help, hoping that someone passing by would help him or at least throw a rope down to him to help him come up. And he yelled, help, help, is anyone there? Help. He yelled for a long time, but no one heard him. He was about to give up when he heard a voice. Jack, Jack, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm down here. I can see you, Jack. Are you all right? Yes, but who are you and where are you? I'm God, Jack. I'm everywhere. The Lord? You mean the God? That's me, Jack. God, please help me. I promise if you help me, I will never sin again. I'll give a ton of money to the church, and I will follow you faithfully for the rest of my life. Easy on the promises, Jack. Let's get you off there, and then we can talk. Now, here's what I want you to do. Listen carefully. I'll do anything, God. Anything you ask me to do, I'll do. Okay. Let go of the branch. What? What? I said, let go of the branch. Just trust me. Let go. There was a long silence. And then Jack said, help, help. Is there anyone else up there? We are to have a radical trust in God. Such trust comes from one place, and it comes from the heart. That is the total trust that Bartimaeus shows in Jesus. After he knows that Jesus called him, he jumps up, throws off his cloak, and full of faith, goes to Jesus. He takes action. He does not hesitate. His radical trust in God through Jesus Christ freed him from the focus of his own disability, his own illness. It freed him from anxiety about it. It opened him up to love and be loved. The third way Bartimaeus shows us the transformative power of faith in God is to see how aware he was of the presence of God through Jesus Christ. The presence of God is something that we all need to appreciate through faith. It doesn't come from the mind again. It comes from the heart. Once you understand the presence of God, then you can have constant conversations with God. You can even negotiate with God. Man was taking it easy. He was laying on the grass looking up at the clouds, and he was identifying shapes in the clouds, and he decided to talk to God. God, he said, how long is a million years? God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. The man asked, God, how much is a million dollars? God answered, to me, it's a penny. The man then asked, well, God, can I have a penny? And God answered, in a minute. 
In reading the passage about Bartimaeus, there can be no doubt that he knew he was in the presence of God through Jesus Christ. He would not stop calling out his name, and when Jesus asked that he come to him, he knew in his presence he would be cured. Our faith should take us all to the point where we know through Jesus Christ, present, God is present with us all the time, outside, inside, throughout. There's a great little book that I've relied upon over the years entitled Practice the Presence of God. The title says it all. Practice the Presence of God. It was written by Brother Lawrence, who lived between 1614 and 1691. He may be coming back. 1614 and 1691 in Paris. It was, the book is a summary of letters he wrote while he was serving as a lay pastor and brother in a Carmelite monastery. He spent almost all his life within the walls of the priory, working in the kitchen as a dishwasher most of the time, and then in his later years as a sandal repairer. Despite his lowly position in life and his lowly position in the priory, his character attracted many, many, many people to him. He had a great reputation for experiencing profound peace. And visitors came to seek spiritual guidance from him. The wisdom he passed on to them in conversations and in letters would later become the basis for his book, Practice the Presence of God. Some of the more famous quotes from the book are as follows. I cannot imagine how religious persons can live satisfied without the practice of the presence of God. For my part, I keep myself retired with him in the depth of the center of my soul as much as I can. And while I am with him, I fear nothing. But the least turning from him is insupportable. Second quote. He does not ask much of us. Merely a thought of him from time to time, a little act of adoration, sometimes to ask for his grace, sometimes to offer him our sufferings, at other times to thank him for the graces past and present. He has bestowed upon you in the midst of your troubles to take solace in him as often as you can. Lift up your heart to him during your meals and in company. The least little remembrance will always be the most pleasing to him. One night need not cry out for very, very loudly because he is nearer to us than you think. Imagine how our lives would change if we had a total and deep faith that God is present with us right here, right now, at all times. Again, not Well, includes outside of us, but also right within our heart and our soul. God's guidance, support, direction, power, and strength 
are all ours to rely upon in any situation because God is present with us in all situations. We can rely on God to lead us down the right path every time. Now, I'm not saying that walking with down God's path is going to be easy. It may not be. And sometimes we may look like or think we're going the wrong way. However, we can be strong and dedicated in all that we do because God's presence is there and we know we are following God's will. The fourth and perhaps most important lesson in faith from the heart that Bartimaeus teaches us is we need to know and understand the unlimited love that God has for each and every one of us. Despite all those around Jesus saying, oh, don't bother with that guy. Don't, don't keep, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. We're on our way to Jerusalem. Jesus stopped dead in his tracks, spoke directly to Bartimaeus, and cured him. Of course, we've seen Jesus do that many, many times. We've seen the love of God reflected through Jesus in his actions to others many times. The fact the love of God has for us cannot be more eloquently stated than the words of Jesus himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no person than this that someone lay down their life for his friends. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, they are those who love me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. If we truly come to realize the depth, the breadth, and the power of the love that God has for us, then our faith will naturally not only stay in the mind where it needs to be, but also drink down into our hearts and our soul. It can't help but do that in the presence and the knowledge of God's love. And when we do that, what peace, what calm, what gratitude, power, and ability to persevere will come from that. Will come from that. Now, Bartimaeus had no idea that Jesus Christ was going to pass his way that day. To him, it was just another day. But God gave him an unexpected opportunity that offered him a fresh start. God is giving us the same opportunity. 
Don't let our faith merely reside in our minds. Don't rely on just statements of belief. Take action. Move. Let faith also come into your heart and into your soul. If you do, then faith will transform your life and through you, through service, transform the life of others. It'll happen because, first, through belief in God, then trust in God, then experiencing the presence of God, and finally being immersed in the love of God will truly deepen our faith and make us more faithful to ourselves and more faithful to others. That is what we are all called to do. Amen.